<laughs> is it time for recess yet? I'm so glad you found time to join us here on the Child Care Director's Chair, where Erica Sacoccio shares her best practices that she's refined through her passion of directing child care centers over the last 23 years. From parenting interaction, systems to save you time, money, and stress, to profitability. She shares it all from the Child Care Director's Chair. Hello and welcome to the Child Care Director's Chair podcast. I am your host, Erica Sicoccio, and I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. We appreciate you being part of our community. Today's episode is the third in a series on before and after school programming. If you haven't listened to the two prior episodes, I would recommend that you pop on over to that and listen to the introduction and then how to identify the need for a before and after school program in your community. So as I said, this is the third in the series. And today we're going to talk about how to write a business plan or at least the details that you need to include to write a business plan for your before and after school program. Now, like any successful business, you have to write a business plan because this is what you're going to use as your roadmap to help guide your program not just for when you start, but as you operate over the years. And then you certainly will come to a point where you will update your business plan. You may use some strategy and develop a new plan called a strategic plan, or you may um, tweak some parts like maybe your marketing plan, which for many programs has changed over the years as technology changes. But let's let's dive in. Um, the first thing is it is critical to establish a clear mission statement for your program. You see, the mission statement will help serve as the foundation for all of your future endeavors, and it should encapsulate your program's purpose, values, and the positive impact that you aim for your program to make in the lives of the children and the families in your community. So identify your target audience is equally important. Determining the age group and specific needs of the children that you wish to serve and understanding that not all before and after school programs are the same. Some programs choose to serve children K through third grade. Others may do K through fifth grade or sixth grade, depending on where elementary cuts off in your area. Others decide to do a youth program where they service children 14 to maybe 16 or 17 years old um, and help them with maybe some more life skill type of programming. But consider all the necessary expenses that will have to take place, such as your staffing, what supplies will you need, facility cost, and typically for a before and after school program, you may be able to collaborate with your local school or um, community centers. So typically, before and after school programs cost a little bit less to get started than traditional early childhood programs. Um, many times you're able to share facilities. Um, also, any additional services that you plan to offer, such as the food program. Do you plan on serving snack after school? Or do you plan on serving dinner after school? And if so, Will that be paid for through the program? Will you apply through assistance through the 
uh, federal food program. There's many things you need to consider when you're developing your budget. So be very careful with your planning. You can effectively allocate resources and maximize the impact of your program when you are very strategic in the way that you spend your money. When it comes to marketing strategies, which is one of my favorite, it's critical to spread the word about your program to attract families and secure their trust. Now, there's lots of different ways to do that, especially in today's day and age. So different channels could include social media. They could include the local newspapers. They could include community events. They could include um, bulletin boards at uh, local churches. They could include boards at the soccer field, at the dance studios. There's, there's anywhere that there's children and families is a place that you want to bring attention about your program to the masses. You want to create that awareness and generate interest. You also want to highlight the unique aspects of your program and what sets it apart from others. And you want to emphasize those benefits that it offers to children and families. So for example, if you decide you're going to serve snacks, will the snacks be all organic? Or perhaps your special program includes a, a weekly dance class that's included in tuition or something that is special, unique, and different that really would help set you apart. Are you an accredited program? Are you part of your state's quality rating system? And if so, is your rating higher than most of the programs in your area? And so if you're just starting out, that certainly wouldn't be part of your plan unless you have an existing program and you're now adding before and after school as an additional service. The other point I want to make about that in terms of marketing strategies is when you add a before and after school program to your existing early childhood program, it really does help you extend the life of your customer retention. So what I mean by that is if you have a family that comes in with an infant, you typically, even if you do the best job ever, can only service that family for five years. If you add an additional before and after school program, you now have the capacity to double that time to 10 years, providing the family doesn't lose their job or move or other circumstances. But you have that potential now that you didn't have prior. So that's why adding a before and after school program really makes sense for those of you who are in the early childhood space. Now, before and after school programs definitely have their own unique needs. So I am not asking you to just open up an empty classroom and call it a before and after school program. Really make sure that the staff are trained in the needs for before and after school children and school-age children. Make sure that the environment is conducive for school-age children. And that requires more than just putting in bigger chairs. But that's a conversation for another day. So let's hop into the staffing requirements. Staffing requirements are a critical component for any successful before and after school program. So determine the number of qualified staff members you need based on the size of your program and the age group that you're targeting. Ensure that your staff is well-trained, experienced, and passionate about working with children. 
their dedication and expertise will contribute significantly to the success of your program. As somebody who has run a before and after school program for over 23 years, I have to tell you that the number one thing that makes or breaks a program is the staff. They have to really understand what working with school-aged children is like. They have to understand that school-aged children want a significant amount of input into their program. They want to feel as though their voice is heard. They want to feel as though they're independent and that they can make real life decisions. Now, of course, young children want to be independent as well, but in a different way than school-aged children do. And so you have to really understand that. Another great opportunity um, for a before and after school program is to work with some retirees or college students. Um, it's a wonderful opportunity for them to be able to to pick up some additional income and also make an impact on their lives. So I know that in my experience, we've had some retirees that really love the flexibility of just coming in a few hours in the morning or a few hours in the afternoon, feeling like they still contribute to the community. So I have really found that those um, retirees have been a wonderful experience for me as a as a administrator and the children and parents in our program. Uh, the same with the students who are going to school for um, teaching. Um, if you have, and we're lucky here in Rhode Island, we have um, Rick College and um, URI and, and several of the um, better known schools for uh, education. And, um, you know, they have their field placements that you can have them come in and do at your program, especially if they are in the field of elementary education. So there's many opportunities to add additional staffing into your program that are really qualified or really have some skill to bring to the program. Lastly, let's discuss funding options. As you embark on this journey, it's essential to explore the various avenues to secure the necessary financial support. So consider reaching out to local businesses, community organizations, and government agencies that may have grants or funding available for children and youth programs. Additionally, crowdfunding platforms or fundraising events can also be effective methods to raise funds for your program. So in conclusion, I want you to think about as you sit down with a pen and a paper, writing a business plan for your before and after school program and the capital considerations that you must take to make sure that your mission statement is strong, that you have clearly identified your target audience, that you have a good understanding of budgets, you understand your marketing strategies. And when you put that marketing strategy together, um, it can't just say we're going to market on social media. You know, what platforms are the parents on? You know, uh, I find Facebook groups, especially Facebook parent groups, are amazing for referrals. So really think about where you're going to reach your target audience and how in the vehicle. Um, so making sure your marketing strategies are solid. I could do a whole episode on that, and I might actually do that as well. Um, so stay tuned for that. And then we talked a little bit about, you know, those staffing requirements, um, which I know is a challenge for many programs right now, which is why I brought up the fact of, you know, reaching out to retirees and reaching out to 
college students because there are many of those in abundance in many communities. Um, and then different funding options. Uh, and perhaps we might even look at um, some funding options that are national. That way, no matter where you are listening from, uh, it will still be beneficial to you as a listener. So please approach those elements in a way that um, you can really use as as the compass as you start to develop your before and after school program. I'm very, very excited for you. I hope that you, um, you know, take that step and make that positive impact in the community that I know that you can. So thank you for tuning in to the Child Care Director's Chair. Hopefully we will see you tomorrow. Well, all the cute little kiddos have been picked up and it's time to go home. And that'll do it for another episode of the Child Care Director's Chair. Please leave a review so Erica knows the information is helping you to manage and improve your child care centers. Remember to subscribe to get the latest episode from Erica's Child Care Director's Chair. <laughs>